Hello, friends and DPS community. Welcome to another edition of the Educa DPS podcast, where we inform families and connect communities. I'm Javier Ibarra, your host of the Educa English version. Today, we will talk about the school choice process with Mario Quesada, lead enrollment representative of the program at Denver Public Schools. Our guest, Mario, will help us understand the choice program, which is a huge component of the equity that our students need in order to thrive in our school district. Therefore, I suggest that you stay with us until the very end of this podcast. Mario, welcome to the Educa DPS podcast. How are you today? I am good. Thank you. It's great to have you here. We've done a few shows already, right? We have, yes. Awesome. So I want the listeners to have an opportunity to get to know you a little better. So do you want to share with our audience, what is your biggest motivation to come to work every morning? That's a, a great question, especially since we're about to go into what I consider my favorite time of, of the school year, which is round one of school choice, because this is a, a great time for great conversations to happen, not just the conversations that we have with families, but also the conversations that families have with schools as they begin to you know, research and learn more about the, the school options and, and the programs that they offer and see what school is a better fit for, for their student. But to answer your question more specifically, because this actually applies throughout the school year, it's being able to help families. We have a, a process, an enrollment process that can be for some families uh, a little bit confusing. So it's great to be able to guide them through the process and, and have that interaction with families. Also being that our department doesn't work on a day-to-day -day basis with uh, students, but we definitely enjoy working with families and, and helping them and guiding them through this enrollment process. I like doing this show because every time we have guests like yourself, we get to understand what type of organization DPS is and all of the departments that come together to help families, right? When you get to the bottom of what every single department does is they either help families or they help students. And at the end goal is to get them prepared for the next step, right? Through graduation into the world of either college, a trade, or military, right? And so I love that that's your passion. I also share that sentiment. I want to give our listeners uh, a little bit about the topic. So Denver Public Schools is proud of the variety of school options available to our families, and it is time to choose which school will be best for your student for the 2024-2025 school year. Here at DPS, we firmly believe that there is a school that best fits each student. This is why we have so many. However, you may not know how to begin the process when considering the variety of options available. Today, we will also learn the important dates and if there are any changes about this important process, right? Keep in mind, what happened last year could not be the, the same thing that happens this year. So to start us off, can you tell us what is school choice and I hear we have may have a new system. Yes. So this uh, school choice is the enrollment process for Denver Public Schools that allows fa families the opportunity to utilize one application and one deadline. They can select up to 12 schools. In previous years, we you know, um, before we had this uh, unified process, 
every school had their own application, their own deadline. Now, through School Choice, we have unified the application process to make it easier for families. Right. So that's uh, really what School Choice is uh, about, just basically the enrollment process. And yes, we are always trying to make the enrollment process in general easier for families, easier to navigate. And we this year, we have a new system that will allow us to help families and doing just that, making the process more simple and, and again, families can select multiple schools, rank them in order of preference. And we do definitely encourage families to select more than one uh, school if you are considering schools outside of your boundary. That way you, you can definitely have an opportunity to get into the school of your, of your choice. And then one of the nice features of this new system is if families are interested in attending their boundary school, they, don't, they would still go in and submit an application, but they'll have the option to say, yes, I want to attend my boundary school. And that is just to confirm to their boundary that, yes, I'm going to attend my boundary school mm-hmm. so that they know that you're coming and they can plan accordingly. But it's just basically very simple. You go in, say, yes, I want my boundary school, and that's it. You're done. You just wait for the, the school to reach out and with registration details later on in either during the summer or before the end of, of this school year. But um, it's, it's a very neat system. I, we were very happy with it, and I hope families will, will be able to access it a lot more easy. So it sounds like from last year to this year, we've definitely made some improvements for our families, right? We talk about how here at DPS, we're always getting better at getting better. This is a great example, right? It leads to the student the adult and the system experience, right? I also think it's part of the equity experience, if you will, right? If students and families are able to choose a school that best fits for them for their specific needs, right? I think, and I was part of this coming up here in DPS, I'm a a product of DPS, but when I was growing up, you just went to your, your home high school, your home middle school, or what have you, your neighborhood school, and come to find out later on it's like whoa you could have gone to an early college and had college credit there Mm -hmm. you know and not to say that our other schools don't offer that because every time that I'm in our schools I'm always amazed at what each school has to offer right from a JROTC program to um, you know the the athletics to some of the STEM or STEAM programs that Mm -hmm. we offer right so it all really depends on where you want to go and I think it's really important for parents, for families, for students to look at that and say, hey, you know, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be in four or five years? What do you want to learn? Let's find a school that fits. And if your home high school or home middle school has that, fantastic. But if it doesn't, we have options. So we talked a little bit about this, but can you tell me more in specific, how does the enrollment process specifically work for uh, school choice? So during round one, um, the application window will open January 11th okay. at uh, 10 a.m. Okay. And then closes February 12th at 4 p.m. And that's um, one of the three steps that families uh, will follow during this enrollment process. The first one is definitely, as you mentioned, we have a variety of schools with a variety of programs. So right. the first step is to research the school options that are available to the student in the grade that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. And then once you have a, uh, a list of schools that you're interested in applying for, submit your application online. And then um, the next step is just basically waiting for results to come out at the end of March and um, completing the registration process 
with the school directly. Mm -hmm. The time frame for the registration, that varies from school to school, but um, it's basically research, you find the schools that you, that you want, submit your application, and then later on you complete the registration process with the school of enrollment. It seems really streamlined it, for families. It is, I yeah. think we've come a long way from where we've been on how you choose a new school, or I think even awareness, right? Uh, we were talking right before the show, where would we send our kids? Um, and I decided, you know, I would love to send my, my kids to a dual language school because I happen to know that a dual language school exists, right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't know, that's the first part. So it's like you mentioned, they need to do a little bit of research and see all of the options that DPS has to offer, right? My next question for you, very important, who should apply for school choice? So the application is open for anyone and everyone that wants to attend mm -hmm. a Denver Public School. Um, regardless of, of your address, we do have um, uh, priorities, admission priorities that are established by uh, within each of, this, of the schools. But uh, it's really for anyone, uh, but in particular those students that are in transition, those students that are either going into ECE4, the, mm -hmm. the preschool program for three or four-year-olds, mm -hmm. and then kinder, mm -hmm. or a student that's going from elementary to middle school, or from middle school to high school. Those students definitely um, should participate in, in the process and take advantage of, of this opportunity to select multiple schools. Um, but it's really open for, for anyone, regardless of, of their address. And so does this include, for example, anyone who lives in Jeffco, Aurora, Douglas, Westminster? Can those students decide, hey, I really like what this high school is offering. They have a great partnership with the university for STEM. I'd like to go into STEM. Can those students choice into DPS? Definitely, yes. Thankfully, the, the state of Colorado is a choice state, so okay. you can attend any school in the state regardless of your address. And our application uh, system, our, our uh, choice process, allows families that opportunity to do it along with everybody else that lives in the district to submit their application. Like, some, like I said, they, there are priorities that are uh, coming to play when enrolling or accepting students, um, but definitely the best chance for families to get into their most preferred school, mm -hmm. even if you live outside the district, it is to submit an application during round one. For the people that are listening to the show, I think what's really going to resonate with them is this next question that I have for you, which is, what does the process look like for ECE and for UPK? Because from my understanding, it's different than two years ago. It's different from last year. And so what does that look like for our incoming families that are going to, the, to schools for the very first time? Yes, um, that is actually one of um, um, the new updates we have, which is a great uh, opportunity for families. The, the Universal Preschool Program team with the Department of Education has allowed DPS to um, take applications and use our system, mm -hmm. our application system and, and lottery system for um, to assign seats in the ECE4 program. Yes. Last year, families had to go directly with UPK, and UPK would be the one assigning the seats. This year, it will be during round one through the school choice uh, system. So families just need to go to our um, 
um, our website and submit the application there, select the schools they prefer. Mm -hmm. And this is really, uh, as I mentioned, because it is only for round one, this is really when families will have a better chance to get a seat uh, in ECE4. Mm -hmm. After round one, whatever seeds are left, then UPK will take over and families will need to go directly with uh, and submit the application through UPK. Mm -hmm. um, but for round one, we will be the ones processing the application. So that's that's a great change, I think, for, for our families just to make it a little bit easier because it's one application instead of uh, two applications that right. they'll have to fill out. Which is different than last year. Right, yes. yes. Real quick, can you remind us what does ECE stand for? What does UPK stand for? So ECE is uh, stands for early childhood uh, early childhood education, mm -hmm. um, and then it ha we have the three year old and the four year old program. Mm -hmm. uh, UPK is the universal preschool program that was um, started last year through the state. Um, so th those are um, they would be the ones basically that were managing the the uh, enrollment process for mm -hmm. for the four year old program. Uh, and then also provide additional funding for the three-year-old program. Um, but yes, ECE is early child um, education. Who needs to apply, right? We talked about that, but does everyone need to reapply every year to continue going to the school? Let's say I choiced into a high school that is not part of my uh, boundary schools or my neighborhood. Do I then need to re-choice in or reapply every year so that I can finish my high school career there? You don't. Uh, you are not, once you're in a school, you, are not, uh, you don't have to reapply every year. You're guaranteed a seat at the same school until you finish <laughs> your, the highest grade available at the school. So no, you don't have to reapply. You can, of course, if you want to switch schools, submit an application, right. but it is, not, um, it is not required unless you are uh, going to transition to, um, to a higher, I mean, another, another school, another grade. But uh, if you're happy where you're at and, and the school offers the following grade that you're transitioning to, mm -hmm. then you don't have to reapply. We're, we're, we keep saying apply, 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 you can apply, you can reapply, but where do folks apply? <laughs> so the application is available online. Um, okay. We basically, we don't have uh, paper applications anymore. Everything We're is done, done with through that. our okay. online system. Yes. So uh, families will just go into the DPS, um, or I should say the School Choice website, which is schoolchoice.dpsk12.org. Okay. And then you will, they will see the link to um, start the application process. All they need is either an email address. Um, actually, yes, uh, last year with the old system, we could also do it with a um, phone number. but. With this new one, we just need an email address to start the app, the the process, okay. or their parent portal uh, credentials. Sure. Um, and uh, but yeah, they just go into the our website and submit the application there. Uh, we do understand that families, a lot of families, may not be comfortable submitting an application online, or they just don't know or don't have access to do it online. Mm -hmm. So families are more than welcome to call our choice hotline and to submit the help. application over the phone. Wow. Yes. Talking about knocking down these barriers, right? The easier we can make it for our families, the more likely they are to apply and seem less daunting, right? Because you you do, you can go to any, any school that you want, but if it's, it's a reflection, right? If it's so hard to get in there, then you might not want to go. But if we knock down these barriers, make it equitable for our families, I think that's going to be, it's going to be huge for them. Exactly. What about the families that don't have a, a access to a computer 
how exactly can they get the support? Is there a phone number that we can share with them? Yes, definitely. So the, our choice hotline is 720-423-3493. Uh, uh, and then or they can also email us. Um, our uh, email address is schoolchoice at dpsk12.org. Um, and they can also visit our enrollment centers. We can um, provide some support there. Um, one of the things that we recommend families doing is um, if they are not able to submit the application online is call the choice hotline, mm -hmm. submit the application over the phone. Mm -hmm. And if we need uh, them to provide either proof of address or birth certificates and things like that, they can visit um, our enrollment centers and uh, we can take them there and then upload them to, to the application. We can also answer any questions they may have at the enrollment centers and um, also help, help them submit the application mm -hmm. um, there. However, we can only help a few families at a time or maybe one uh, family at a time. So that may take some time. That's why we recommend just families doing it over the phone or online. Uh, but either way, we are happy to help families either online, over the phone, or in person at the enrollment centers. I'm really interested in these enrollment centers. Where are these located? Are they centrally located? What can someone go and say, hey, you know, this is an enrollment center for school choice we have two enrollment centers in dps one of them is in green valley ranch okay. um, by tower and green valley ranch boulevard okay the address is 4800 telluride street building wow. five okay denver 80249 then we have another enrollment center southwest where uh, uh cms elementary school is okay uh, on the address is 1300 south lowell boulevard and it's through uh, door number 10. it's not the main door to mm -hmm. the building but door number 10 and families can can go to either one of them and, and get assistance there i'm so happy that you knew these by heart be before <laughs> asking you these questions <laughs> all right so we talked about where they're located can you tell me where families can get more information specifically about these schools right i want to know where the families can go and say hey this school has a steam program this school has a great you know soccer program or athletics they have a pool my my student wants to learn to swim or wants to compete in swimming where can families find all of that information families i i we always recommend families to start with our school finder tool okay. on, available on our website mm -hmm. families will just enter their address and it gives you a list of schools either by uh, distance from your address or okay. by the programs that you're interested in uh, or the grade that you're applying for. And then that can help them narrow down their search because there they will find information about programs and, and schedules and things like that and enrollment information as well. Um, but um, once families narrow down their list, we always encourage families to reach out to the schools directly, see if they have any open houses or any tours that they are offering during this time, especially during this time. Mm -hmm. um, so families can get uh, a feel not just not just learning about the programs that they offer, but just get a feel for the the, the culture that once you're in the Which building. Which is important. They, yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, um, uh, school finder, our enrollment guides, or going directly with uh, to the schools and getting information from them. Over the break, I was watching this particular show, and I won't mention the show name because we don't promote things here, but the message here was, most places offer the same amount of things or same services, right? And that really applies to the schools, right? Most schools, in fact, all schools, are going to offer you an education, right? The difference here is the people in the building. 
the programs that are being offered. And how do you know that if you don't do your research? How do you know that if you don't meet or get, go to the open nights um, and see the school leaders? Get a feel for the school. Like, you, you know when you walk into a building, you're like, ah, I like this. There's a good vibe here. Exactly. I think people need to start feeling out the vibes a little more. Exactly, and, and especially during this time, schools are more than welcome to, to provide um, families with any assistance in getting to know their schools. So this is really the best time for families to go in there and, and, and visit the schools. After a family applies for the first round, which is where we're at right now, when will they hear back about the results? Results are typically sent out at the end of March. They'll get an email notification with the, the results, letting them know um, what school they were accepted or if they were waitlisted at uh, any or, or whichever school they were uh, waitlisted for, if that was the case. For the families that applied in person or through the phone, how do they get notified? They will also, because once they call our hotline or they visit our enrollment center, we submit the application online for them. So that we will still have, we will get their email address and then um, that's how they'll get the, the and results. And so it's all automated. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. That way people can get their results quickly. Yeah, exactly. What happens if a student is not assigned to their school for first choice, right? Let's say I really want to go to XYZ school and I didn't get in. Didn't what happens then? So if families don't get accepted uh, into one of the schools that they're applying for, they'll be on a wait list. And we, when we think of a wait list, we're like, okay, I didn't get in. And you, you obviously, you can get disappointed. But right. we see a lot of movement happen uh, on, on the wait list from the time results are sent out through the, um, the beginning of the school year. So just because you didn't get in through round one doesn't mean you're not getting in. I mean, you may have to wait a little bit sure. and see if there is enough movement on the wait list uh, for schools to be able to begin offering seats and, and accept students from there. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just basically you just wait for a seat to become available. And, mm -hmm. and once it does, and if it does, then you'll get an email or a call. Uh, more than likely, it'll be an email or a text letting you know, hey, a seat has become available. Just keep in mind that when you get those notifications, you have 48 hours to you respond. you got to act on it. Right. So right. that way, if, if you don't, if you're not interested, you let the school know. Right. You know, because that's also another thing that may happen is um, families may get into, let's say, their second choice, and they're on the wait list for their first choice. But by the time they're offered a seat from their first choice, they have already gotten to know the school mm -hmm. where they were accepted. So they may say, no, you know what? I don't want to change. I like the school where I'm at. Right. Um, so then that also causes more movement on the wait list. So yeah. it, it just because you don't get in uh, during round one doesn't mean you're not getting in. You just have to be a, a little bit patient and, and wait for movement right. to happen. And to encourage all the people listening and watching, I know people who have been placed on the wait list and actually got into their first school choice. So there, there is movement, like you said, and there is opportunity for you to get there. And so don't be discouraged if you weren't um, assigned to the school of your first choice. Um, that's why you have up to 12 slots to pick up to 12 different schools, right? And so keep that in mind um, when you're applying so you're not dis discouraged. Um, real quick, before we go, can you remind us Lay down the dates for us. When do we need to apply? We talked about when we get results. Can you just tell me this date is this, this is this? 
Yes, uh, round one of school choice opens January 11th at 10 a.m. Okay. And then it closes February 12th at 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. So anytime during that window, because that's also another thing, it's not first come, first serve. It's a lottery process during round one. So it doesn't matter if you're the first or if you're the last. As long as you submit the application within that time Good frame, you have the same uh, opportunity of getting in. Mm -hmm. And then results, like I said, are sent out at the end of March. Families will receive notification of where they were accepted or if they were uh, on a wait list. And then, then the next step is uh, registration, and those dates will be shared by the schools directly um, so they can know exactly when to either do it online or go in person and do the registration with the school. Mm -hmm. But that, right now, the most important ones would be January 11th and February 12th. That's the round one window. Mario, before we go, can you share a final message with us? Is there anything you'd want to say? I just want uh, really family uh, to remind families the importance of, of having this option, this opportunity to choose the schools that you think are a best fit for, for your students. So really uh, encouraging families to take advantage of this process and, and especially, especially those that are applying for the ECE4 program, the preschool program for four-year-olds uh, this coming school year. Uh, during round one, it's when you'll have a better chance to get a seat uh, and, and it, through an easier, um, simple process uh, where you don't have to submit multiple applications. So really encouraging families to take advantage of round one and submit their application before, before the deadline. Mario, thank you so much for joining us on the Educa DPS podcast. Thank you for having me. If you could please help us share this content with families, with friends, and other community members, right? Today's topic was a really good topic and it might not be for you, but it might be for someone else. For more Educa content and other stories, visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Denver Public Schools Plus. And you can also find us on the most popular podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Buzzsprout, and more. It is important to give credit to the people behind the scenes who contribute to the making of this and all DPS Multimedia Productions, starting off with Bill Good, Chief of Communications, Will Jones, Executive Director of Communications for DPS, Scott Pribble, Director of External Communications, Selena Nakamura, Director of Internal Communications, Don Pierce, our Executive Producer and Videographer, Beto Gaitan, our Multimedia Lead Producer and Host of this podcast in Spanish, Hannah Young, in charge of our social media, Georgia Alexander, our Bond and Mill Levy Communication Specialist, April Spites, our Graphic Designer, Katie Hamilton, our Strategic Comm Specialist, a special shout out to our DPS educators, students, and parents. A big thank you to Dr. Alex Morero, proud superintendent of Denver Public Schools for supporting Educa and all other platforms. And a special shout out to our in-house intern for today, Bethany Keim, uh, Student Voices Podcast Coordinator. This has been yours truly, Javier Ibarra, Senior Manager of Media and Public Relations, as well as the Educa host in English. Please remember to tell your children more often, and Mario, can you help me saying this? Sure. I, I believe, believe in you, you and, and I, I know, know you, you can, can do, do it. it. Until next time.